Southeast Radio's morning mix. Southeast Radio. I'm joined by the Chief Executive of Wexford County Council, Tom Enright. Good morning to Tom. Good morning, Alan, and good morning to your listeners. Tom, Wexford County Council has announced exciting plans to develop three sites totalling 120 acres in Wexford Town for education, housing, sports and community development. Can you flesh this out for us? What's in it, please? Yes, Alan, it's uh, it's an exciting major development uh, of over €250 million of investment on a large area of land of over 100 acres um, in Wexford Town on uh, two sites that are adjacent to the Loretta School and um, just behind Minrhine Park. Uh, as we said previously, we have acquired a 50-acre site um, in Killeen's for the new Southeast Technological University. So that has been acquired. We've also recently acquired through through a receiver 55 acres of land surrounding the Loretta School, and we have announced previously that that's that land is going to accommodate yeah. uh, two new schools, a new Selskar College with a thousand pupil um, post-primary school and a um, educate together 250 pupil uh, primary school so there's uh, that's already been announced what we announced yesterday was in addition to all of that happening um, we uh, the council has been given the role by the Southeast Technological University to carry out the master planning for their campus and we announced that we're going to develop major sporting facilities in partnership with the university site with the other lands that we have bought because we've we've a total of 125 acres of land now uh, which is a huge land bank in Wexford town the first time ever that the council would have had that amount of land okay. uh, largely in one parcel and we announced yesterday then that the there is a proposal to bring Wexford FC from Ferrycarry Park where they are at the moment to relocate them into Wexford Town to be part of this sporting campus yeah. together with Wexford GAA, together with athletics, together with other facilities which will include a new indoor swimming pool, right. a new sports arena. So it's an exciting uh, proposal that we will have not just this educational campus with the existing Loretto School, with a new Selsker College, with mm-hmm. a new primary school and a, 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 a campus for the university, but we will have state-of-the-art, modern, large-scale sporting facilities to accompany all of that, which can be used by the the, the university, the schools, but also by the people of Wexford, not just in the town and district here, but also throughout the county. First of all, Tom, you talked about the overall projected cost of the developments. Hmm. How will this be funded? Well, a a large part of the funding is already in place, and that's, that's, I think, is the exciting thing about this development. We know the two school projects which were originally planned for, for a site in Clonard. We know that there's funding committed to those in the Department of Education for the, the, the primary and the post-primary school. We know that there's money coming available for the university campus to be developed. And in the five-year plan that was launched by the university earlier this year, it made a statement in that that they were going to develop 100,000 square feet or 10,000 square metres of educational facilities uh, within the next five years on this site. That's going to cost in the order of 50 million euros plus. So that funding is available for the schools and for the, we expect for the university coming through. If you look at us developing about, there's enough land here for in excess of 600 housing units. And if you take the average cost of a housing unit of around 250,000, that alone is 150 million of an investment. There is quite a lot of money uh, at government level at the moment for both social and affordable housing and we expect um, to add these to our programme and to get funding yeah. for those. So yeah. those elements of it are funded and we expect that one of the reasons we've been approached Wexford FC with looking at a relocation into town is because we're in the process of designing the motorway link from Oilgate 
uh, to connect to the uh, Enniscorthy motorway bypass. To the, the, the road scheme has been designed at the moment to go from Oilgate to Rosslare Harbour, and that new scheme goes right through uh, Wexford FC's facilities in Ferry Carrick. So okay. we've an obligation to try and help them to find an alternative location. So they will get uh, good compensation in time if if the planning for that road scheme is approved. Mm. They will get compensated for a relocation. So they will have the funding to do that. So the funding is falling together for this project. Okay. Uh, to be able to deliver this and to be able to deliver it in a timely manner. But the first thing we have to do is get the land and acquire that. We have done that now with the excess of 100 acres. And the next is to master plan that, which we will have a draft master plan next spring, and then go for planning permission for the various elements okay. before the construction can happen. Well, let's look at some of those elements then. The first site is 55 acres. It's also located in Killeen's with the council purchased for 7.5 million. Mm-hmm. The master plan for that site, what's, what's it going to look like and what do you expect the overall development, to, uh, when do you expect it to be completed by? Because that's what people will expect. Can you give us definitive timelines? Yes, I think I think we'll see significant elements of this uh, development being completed in the next five years. I think it'll have to happen that quickly. As I said, the schools are going to happen quickly. Uh, they'll be in for planning very yeah. shortly. Um, so the there is an urgency in elements of this that will happen quickly. Wexford FC will have to be up and running somewhere else in a new location before construction on the new road scheme begins. Otherwise, they could lose their status with right. the uh, League of Ireland. So there's an urgency around that. Um, so uh, quite a lot of this will happen in the next five years, but realistically it'll probably be up to 10 years before the full development is completed. Okay. What we're looking at here in terms of the master plan is an integrated development. We don't want to have sporting facilities with fences around them and allocated to different clubs. Yeah. That doesn't make sense and that hasn't worked well in the past. What we want is an integrated sporting facilities where you have an anchor tenant effectively where that might be Wexford FC for one part, it might be Wexford GEA, it might be athletics club, it might be a hockey club, it might be others. Yeah. And then, but what we want is the use of those facilities then to be used by the community at large and others who want to use it as well. Okay. And that's something we will be assist- insisting on as we lease and transfer lands uh, to make this happen. Um, what we want is a very open campus with the university. So you can walk out of the university campus into sporting facilities with cycleways and pathways. There's no fences between it. It looks like all of the one development. We want student accommodation, as you heard yesterday, because that's going to be important to have student accommodation so that you don't have students. You know, there's going to be several thousand more students in time using that campus. We don't want those taking up the housing estates locally and taking up housing there. We want want bespoke accommodation for them. Okay, and just talking about the students, and in your presentation yesterday, you stated by 2028, uh, SETU would have 3,000 plus students, and there was comparisons made with various places like Tralee. I saw those comparisons. Is it likely then to be another five years before the new Exeter campus will be operational? No, the, the, the Wexford campus should be, as I said, the what's in the Southeast Technology University yeah. strategy for the next five for the next five years is that within that five years they will have okay. a hundred thousand square foot of educational facilities developed. And that will accommodate, uh, right. I, I would expect, at least 3,000 students. We already have 1,000 students here in Wexford already in the SETU campus in St. Right. Peter's. So it will be relocating that campus and expanding it and growing it. Um, but I, I would expect a campus here in Wexford, when I gave the comparisons yesterday to Tralee, to Athlone, to Carlow, yeah. similar sized towns to Wexford in terms of, you know, they're, they're 20,000 or just above 20,000 population. But they have several thousand students. Carlo has eight and a half thousand right. students and 850 staff in their campus there. There's no reason why in time Wexford shouldn't be ambitious to have that number of students here as Let, well. Let's put into the equation now Georgia State, uh, Georgia Southern University, not Georgia State, Georgia Southern University. 
where will they come? Because between uh, 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 up to five and a half thousand students, when you combine the two, then isn't that mm. isn't that? Have I got those stats right? Because yeah. uh, where will this accommodation be located for them? But Georgia Southern um, have set their target um, by 2026 to have two and a half thousand students, American students here per year. They won't all be here at the one time, so they'll be coming for periods of time, for weeks and months at a time. So once uh, um, some students come in, some will go away, others will come and replace them. Yeah. And as you know. We have acquired the Adoration Convent um, for uh, on Bright Street for the student accommodation to be converted by um, Georgia Southern University, and they have provided five million dollars, um, which is roughly five million euros for that project. So that project is going through design at the moment, and once um, that's completed, it'll go to tender for refurbishment. We're looking at other buildings in the town as well to repurpose older buildings for student accommodation because okay. we want to use the opportunity to use some of these buildings, some of the old convents, some of the old buildings that don't have a commercial use to some extent um, to use those for student accommodation. Right. So Georgia Southern will be providing right. uh, a number of projects, I expect, in time for their students uh, to have them here in the town. As I said, for the university campus, for the Southeast Technological University, that we expect will be bespoke um, uh, accommodation on site or adjacent to the site in Killeen's. Alright, uh, look, the, the two schools, the, the two sites, 16 acres in Collard, to develop the two new schools, how quickly will they come on stream? Well, the two new schools are not going on the 16 acres in Clannard. That was the land that was bought originally for them. Okay. But when there was technical analysis carried out by the Department of Education's architects on that site, it proved that there was ground conditions and other problems with the, that site. So it's only part of that site is suitable for development. So what we're doing is we're providing them with a new site adjacent to the, the Loretta School on the land we've purchased mm. where those two schools can locate. Um, so what we're going to do now is to master plan the 16 acres in Clannard yeah. where we can get some affordable and social housing and some community facilities on the land that can't be developed for uh, other types of development. And the 50 acres in Killeen's, Tom, uh, the master plan for the campus has been completed by Wexford County Council. Mm-hmm. People have been asking me, why is this work not being undertaken by SETU? Well, you know, we have expertise in that area uh, in terms of master planning developments. We have expertise in developing large projects. Um, the Southeast Technology University is a new university. Um, we could leave it with them and and get them to do it, but I think it would take longer. Yeah. And I offered to the to the president of uh, to Veronica Campbell, the president of SETU, that we would step in and assist with this and do that master planning for them. Yeah. Um, we already had uh, a process where we were appointing consultants for other master planning projects we were doing, so it was easy to take one of the consultants from that panel and to appoint them. So it is accelerating the, the process, and that's because we see the urgency yeah. with developing this new university campus, and we think if it lands with us, we can do that in a more timely manner. Um, the use of the campus and what type of departments or faculties will, will, will go there, uh, you heard me say yesterday that it's important that we get a university that has really meaningful departments that we have STEM the, subjects the STEM type subjects you know that we'd love to see you know specialities in terms of renewable energy because mm-hmm. of the, the work that's happening here with, with offshore wind but uh, off the Wexford coast uh, with solar um, with all of the issues that are around uh, the climate change agenda We'd love to see financial services and fintech being mm. part of the university because we have a growing cluster of financial um, services companies here in Wexford. We'd like to see medical devices and that whole life science area. Mm. So there's a number of options there as to what the university, the terms of the faculties that it yeah. will have. And that work is ongoing with SETU. So as we develop the master plan, they will be working out as to what okay. type of faculties are there so that the, the buildings then can be fine-tuned to suit the particular uses that they will have. And as we said, we want to see high-end 
good quality courses here that are producing okay. quality graduates into the type of business sectors we have here in the southeast. Right, uh, we will hear a direct response from Wexford FC in just a second. When it comes to the sports campus, an estimated cost of 20 plus million, what's going mm. to be in it? In detail. Well, what we the as you heard yesterday, the first part of that will be a new stadium for Wexford FC, and that would have a capa- seating capacity of somewhere between four and six thousand. Um, they will be taking on the detailed design of that themselves, and we will fit that into the over ma- overall yeah. master plan. But together with the new stadium, they will have uh, a number. They will have a training pitch, and they will have a number of astro pitches as yeah. well. Uh, I've been meeting with. Um, a number of the clubs, the soccer clubs in town over the last number of years, all of them are crying out for additional space, particularly for AstroTurf pitches, um, because there is a shortage of that in the town. Many of the councillors here in town have, have been into me about this issue, um, the need to provide you know, better facilities for the soccer clubs. So Wexford FC have given a commitment that not only will there be a new stadium for them, but that the facilities and the training facilities that are going in with that will be also available to the clubs in the town. And I think you'll hear Tony Doyle giving a commitment on that. Okay. And he's coming to the borough meeting next week to, to, to inform councils in relation to that. Right. So there'll be the, the Wexford FC campus. Uh, together then, um, Wexford GA... Uh, are looking to develop a full-sized um, 4G, 4G pitch. Uh, they don't have one in the county. They're one of the few county boards in the country, I understand, that hasn't got that facility. Mm-hmm. And that means that they don't have those facilities for training when you have adverse weather and wet conditions. You don't have that um, astro pitch to, yeah. to be able to train on. And you see that some of the county teams are actually going to Carlow to IT Carlow to train or going to Waterford to, to the, what was the um, IT Waterford to train as well. We want to have that facility here. So there'll be, there'll be lands available for that. We will need a new swimming pool for the town. We already have one in, in as you know, in Ferrybank. It's, it, it's really successful. It's very popular. We do need to do some investment on that pool, yeah. and we tend to do that. But the population in the town, as you, you see me show yesterday, is going to grow from 21,500 to 30,000 people over the next decade. We need to provide in advance the sporting recreation facilities. So we'll be putting a new swimming pool as right. part of this, and together with a sports arena. Um, we're looking to provide some land for Wexford Hockey Club so they get access to the hockey pitch at the Loretto from, from the rear um, so they don't have to have the school opened uh, every time they need to use that at weekends and outside school hours. Um, so we've been, had discussions with them where they would need about a half acre of land. So ho- the hockey club will be part of this. And we want to see athletics. The likes of Menapians do fantastic work um, you know, with, uh, in athletics in Wexford. But they have no home ground. They have no land themselves. They're renting a piece of land. And that's not secure for them. So we're looking to see how can we incorporate facilities for athletics for them. So it's a huge range of sporting facilities all put together as part of uh, the educational campus with the university and and with the schools. Mm. And the reason that I went to the the councillors yesterday is that the councillors are going to have an important role in this as well. They are going to be approving the master plan when that comes before them of how all of this fits together. uh, And, you know, because it will require planning approvals um, but also it will require a decision by the councillors yeah. to either dispose or sell lands to the Department of Education for the schools to the university for the campus site and also to the various sporting facilities in terms of leasing um, and what we're looking at here is long term leases on the land with the various sporting uh, bodies where they can develop f- facilities using their own funding, using sports capital yeah. funding and we will help with some of the funding of this as well because 
we bought this land at the 55 acres at a very reasonable price from a receiver before it went on the market. We paid less than 150,000 euros for that land. Some of that land bank was sold three years ago for 240,000 euros um, per acre. So we, we've, we've made a good saving there. We, we, we can't fill that whole area for housing in terms of just social housing, affordable housing. We will look at some private housing to get the, okay. the proper mix there. And we will get an income from that land, which again, we can put towards these facilities. So as I said, the funding is falling in place for a lot of this to happen. Uh, once we get the master plan in place and once we get planning uh, in place, we will be driving on to develop and see these plans okay. to come to fruition. Right. Um, look, there were other discussions about Trinity Wharf, uh, developments in Rossler Europort. There is a question, it was announced last year, Mara was going to be the first tenant in Trinity Wharf. Is that still the case, Tom? Have they, have they the lease terms been agreed? Um, yes, Mara have, they're in a temporary location at the moment um, in the IDA business park. Uh, they've signed a five-year lease for there. Um, so it will take us between three to five years to develop a new office yeah. building for them on Trinity Wharf. Um, and it is their intention to move. I mean, the minister has made that announcement. Um, I've been discussing this with the both the chair of the board of Mara and with their chief executive. So um, that is their, their intention and we'll be providing the, the right. office space for them. Um, you know, there's been, again, there's been questions raised about that. Uh, you know, Mara want to be in Trinity Wharf. They want to be in a, in a waterside location given their role. They want high quality office space because they need to attract talent to work with them. Yeah. So they want a good quality town centre, uh, modern quality office environment for them to be in. Yeah. Um, we won't be signing anything with Mara until we have a private investor signed up uh, with a fully um, uh, agreed time frame in relation to the development of the office space. We've recently just appointed financial consultants to prepare the tender document for uh, seeking expressions of interest to select a private partner mm. to develop the first phase of Trinity Wharf, which is the, the large hotel, a conference uh, and cultural centre, and an 80,000 square foot office building. Mm. Uh, we know from engagement with uh, private um, investors that there is quite a bit of interest in this project in that first phase. That's about a 50 million euro project. Um, and we are doing the advanced works at the moment, as you see, under construction to create the new entrance into Trinity Wharf. The next stage is to build a level crossing across the rail line and then to to do the other preparatory work to make the site suitable for development. We have got right. over 20 million in government funding for that and we're advancing yep. with that project. So we expect over the next three to five years to have an office building there and we expect Mara then to, uh, to be one of the anchor tenants for that development. Finally, the level of overall funding, Tom, you talk about 250 million euro. Mm. Um, to realise all of these projects, how will this be secured by Wexford County Council? I suppose that has to be my final question. Yeah, as I said, you know, the funding for of that 250 million, a lot of that is, uh, much of that is already in, in place. Um, it's not funding all to us. Uh, as I said, the Department of Education are funding the two schools. The Department of Higher Education will be funding the university element. And the sports facilities can be funded, as I said. Wexford FC should have compensation monies, uh, substantial monies to allow them to relocate. So they should be able to be uh, self-financing that project. In terms of housing, as you know, there is significant funding available. There's billions of euros being provided each year for, yeah. for housing to develop housing by local authorities. We expect to be able to avail of, of significant funding there. Um, so I don't see the funding of this being an issue. As I said, a lot of the funding elements are already falling into place. But before you can get funding for anything, uh, as I said earlier, you have to have the land. You have to have planning permission. We've acquired the land. We're now doing the master planning. We'll be following that with planning approvals next year. Uh, so we're getting this project on track. 
I often say this to, to, to the councillors because there can be frustrations at times with some of the large projects we're doing. They often take longer um, than we would hope. There's always different difficulties that can arise with, with contracts, with, with ground conditions or whatever it might be. But the important thing here is to get the momentum behind these projects, to develop a visionary plan that has ambition. And I think... Um, Councillor John Hegarty put it very well yesterday at the at the council meeting, the, 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 the current mayor of the borough of Wexford, where he said, we want something that's an integrated development. We want something that's quality and we want something that's ambitious. And that's exactly what I was presenting yesterday. Because, And I think, as I said, the funding is not the problem with a lot of these projects. It's getting them started and getting the land in place and getting your planning if you have the right projects and you want to do the right thing that are going to make real, uh, pro- real improvements, the funding will come. Uh, and as I said, a lot of the funding elements of this are already being put in place. So I think this is a very exciting project for Wexford. It's the biggest ever investment of public monies in one location in terms of a town uh, project which covers multiple, uh, as I said, disciplines in terms of, of primary education, secondary or post-primary education, university education, together mm-hmm. with all of the sports facilities and much-needed housing that we need for people here in Wexford, particularly in relation to social and affordable housing. Now we have a very substantial land bank that we can provide housing for up to 2,000 people over the next number of years, which will take the pressure away from those people who are finding it hard to get a home at the moment. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix.